what I like about uh, Eric is um, it sounds also if you look through your your life, you've like failed so many times. Yeah, like, failure. <laughs> Thank you. You're a total <laughs> failure. I am, and here you are. Yeah. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Asian Not Asian podcast. What? I feel like you're talking quieter. I feel I am yeah, talking quieter. Because we're in a quieter space. We're in such a quiet space and it's like <laughs> it's honestly freaking me out. I can see you like kind of being muted. I I just I've I've I have never I didn't think New York City could be this quiet. I know. You know. I will say the moments when we were not talking when we we're setting up, oh, I freaked out. It's terrible. Have you ever done a um uh, sensory deprivation pod. No, Do you I'm know what I'm scared. talking about? It's freaky. Have you done it? Yes. How long? An hour? An hour. <gasps> and it's weird because I did this thing. My friend got me one and and as a gift, although I don't know why because it was torture. So like yeah. I sat I sat in this, I float in this, you're naked and you're floating this tube and the pod, it dark? <clears throat> it's so dark when your eyes are open do you think you there's no difference between eyes open and closed that is you you cannot scary. see your you can you, go, you can't see your hand in front of your face right super duper dark extremely quiet you can only hear you know your own breathing yeah. that's really the only thing and you're just floating oh man i mean some people really like it but i think in the same way that some people really like doing like a lot of lsd and then going to a bad trip and then coming right. out the other side and like learning about mm. themselves no thank you yeah i would rather not know about yeah. myself you're not steph curry you don't need to like prep for that is that what you did he yeah. loves the deprivation tank oh. <laughs> anyway so we're in we're, we're this, pa- this episode is coming from you to you from inside a sensory deprivation tank which is um this this podcast booth where we're trying it out we're seeing how it is uh and uh this is uh the asian not asian podcast Podcast, the podcast with your Asian friends. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Mike Nguyen. I'm Jenny Arimoto. And um, it's uh, it's a beautiful day here, and we've got a lot of fun stuff. We're just going to jump right into it. But first, we're going to talk uh, to our, about our Patreon. Uh, if you don't know what that is, Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, anyone who does it gets uh, a shout out on the podcast, and you get a, a bunch of different other uh, rewards, like we slide into DMs. Uh, we're having um, a uh, couple Zoom hangs. We're having one next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, just check out patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, and on these shout outs that we do, we do for you guys, uh, we guess your ethnicity. So we got some fun ones today. And uh, we'll uh, start with uh, here, Tiffany Lee. Oh my God. Oh, this is just a good name. Yeah. Just a good name. I feel like she's just, for sure like my. Oh, maybe she could meet your age too. Like my age, Chinese American. Like I went to elementary yeah. school with her yeah. in the Bay Area. That's how it feels to me. I feel the same. And maybe she's even your height. Yeah. I'm going to go that way. Yeah. We were like best friends in second grade, I bet. <laughs> I don't remember, but I bet we were. <laughs> we were both in, um, we both were the two girls not in Girl Scouts. You, um, you should, <laughs> the two girls not in, in Girl Scouts. Tiffany Lee and Jenny Aramoto just hanging out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not being in Girl Scouts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's her. We got it. Nailed it. Um, Bay Area Asian. Yeah. For sure. It feels Bay area It does. It does feel Bay Area. This person, um went to mills college if that's a deep cut right there <laughs> super duper deep that is cut. so specific to the Bay mills, <laughs> bitch <laughs> i'm so proud of myself for nothing okay uh the next one Anne lee i think it's she x-i-e 
Annalie. 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 Make sure you're talking to your mic. Annalie. Sorry, I kind of there you go. Don't know how these professional. I know mics because we work. don't have the fucking <laughs> headphones. Uh, so I don't. Know. I trust me. Trust me. I'm upset. <laughs> if you're on video, on watching the video, you can see us trying to figure this out. Okay. Um. First of all, cool name. Cool Annalie. name. It's like a name I've never seen before. Annalie, yeah. Which that's I a good like. name. Yeah. What's J? J? She? She? X I E? Chinese? I'm going to say it's Chinese. Yeah. And. And let's give this person some backstory here. Yeah. Um, Annalie is a graphic artist. Oh. Um, she lives in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, has like chosen a place that's up and coming, like small oh, town. Nice. Has like really short bangs. <gasps> short bang, short bang Asian. Yeah. And wears dance go clogs. Like, has like a dance go closet she's had for like a long time Yo. from when she worked her restaurant like business. Yo. Job. And just like now they're so comfortable and it's like second nature to always just be in your dance go clogs. Yo. And has like stick and poke tattoos. <gasps> Dang! Why do you listen to this podcast? You should be listening to like, uh, what's a cool podcast? I don't know, like another cool one. <laughs> feeling even, Asian. You, Get out of here. Yeah, you should be listening to Feeling we're, Asian. We're we're for Tiffany Lee's, okay? <laughs> we're not for Annalie. She. I'm trying short to be an Annalie. Yeah, I'm trying to be. An you Annalie are trying Asian. to be an Annalie. <laughs> um, all right, if you, if you um, enjoy uh, the podcast and enjoy this, this little banter, support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/AsianNotAsianPod um let's get started with our guest yeah do you want to bring on our guest i always get so nervous doing this i know it's tricky it's tricky to do today we have an incredibly talented food writer who currently writes for the new york times author of the cookbook korean american food that tastes like home and just overall nice nice human i did write nice twice on purpose because he's been very very nice welcome to the pod eric kim thank you thank you um I'm so honored to be invited. Oh Thank you sure. for coming on. And uh, I've been listening to your ASMR <laughs> lip smacking <laughs> for, for the, the last, last like yeah. five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't like, I can't hear Jenny worth a damn. You know what I'm saying? Jenny's so quiet, uh, but I, in the background I'm hearing a... <laughs> yeah, it's either out of habit or my mouth is really dry. Um, <laughs> but I also used to make ASMR videos. Did you really? You did? Yeah, I've had many careers. Um, but I used to be an ASMR guy. People used to stop me on the street. And Wait, be the like, f- what the fuck? Yeah, it's sort of my little little secret. I, I sort of came out as a former ASMR YouTube star um, in a in a New York Times column recently. Whoa! Um, but you know, it was like a. It, it kind of all makes sense. It was, it no, was... it doesn't. Well, stop. Go back. Hold I have on. so many. We Wait, have just jumped in. I lo- I just recently got into ASMR. Oh, you like, did? Very, Good. very recently. Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah. now I'm obsessed with the world of it. But do you have, do you feel like you were in the ASMR world before there, because there are now niches. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. I really, by the way, I just solved my spit and did my math you know that i have been there before everyone else in the world was no it was 2012 and i think what was starting to form in that moment was food asmr like Uh eating sounds specifically and um that's around the time i I know this because videos at the time weren't showing the food or the person it was like a blank screen yeah people were like oh this is a oh content sharing platform where you can upload eating sounds and um and then all these people sort of started like, you know, gathering around this centrifugal force, which is like the eating sounds community. And it was a really small community, and now it's huge. And now there are huge stars who like make their salaries on these videos. But I was doing it um, around the time when it was still very niche. Whoa! Yeah. So what? What kind of like 
stuff did you do? <laughs> I like, you know, sat on cakes and just kidding. I, um, I, I ate... remember that. Oh man. <laughs> I um I just ate food. I uh it was my like the point of my channel was to eat like fancier foods uh-huh. than what's normally eaten, mm. eaten, which is like potato chips and junk food and I also think the eating sounds videos they're really closely tied to um people who are working through their disordered eating. Uh-huh. That's like a that's like a small niche part okay. of it. But it's something I've been thinking about lately as something that I was also like it was it affected me in positive ways, I think. It's oh. like you watch other people eating the junk food that you wish right. you could eat and then so there's a lot of intersections in my life and I think when I I, I quit a PhD program what? So I was like trying to become an English professor, and then when I quit that, what the fuck? My brother, my brother. <laughs> the further back we I go, it's all, it's the crazier. Like, I was on a tugboat <laughs> for twenty years, and before I that, worked in oil I was, in the railroad. I yeah. used to be a unicorn. <laughs> uh, Wait, okay, so okay, hold on, okay, hold, okay. There's so many questions. Okay, I hold know. On. I feel like we gotta. We're gonna have to get into really get into it. No, we're, we don't. We're gonna keep going back and back and further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, further back. No, hold on here. Back. So you you were in a PhD program. Yeah, for 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 like three years. It was for an English literature. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to become a professor, and it was just I really liked academia, and so I was doing that. But um, that was around the time I started this YouTube channel, okay. and so I was doing that on the side, and then um, you're eating food and just like yeah, we talking about my food. day. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So you also so you sort of like yeah, and uh, it was um, it was you know these sounds would make people fall asleep, and um, anyway. The reason I bring up the PhD thing is, as I was quitting that, I, I like failed an exam and I was, I had to take it again or um, drop out. Uh-huh. Oh, and as an shit. Asian, it's like really hard to drop out of something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but and without another career option, but I, I called my brother and he was like, you know, you've always been doing food, and it's just so funny that I always knew that this weird ASMR eating thing would result in like another kind of food career interesting and wow. so now I, I don't like eat in front of the camera well, i do sometimes but i now i cook in front of the camera but right. i just think it's like it's all it all kind of like makes sense and that was the that was a really important nexus in my life when my brother was like you were never happy doing this other yeah. thing yeah like you were like studying all the time and reading and um but we were happy when you when you do food and all of my like little side gigs hobbies or food related, mm. and so wow. th- that led me to the first job out of school ever, which was at the Food Network. So it's like the food was always like the hot person in the background in your life, yeah. who you were like, yeah, you know, <laughs> one day, you know, and it was finally happened. Yeah. It, it wasn't even one day. It was like the food was like. What about me? Like, <laughs> right. I've yes. been here the whole I've time. I've been here the whole time. I was time. just imagining like a Hallmark movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, it's like the the neighborhood best friend. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. The Taylor hey, Swift buddy. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along yes. with me. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think, wow. Wow. You should do an ASMR, though, of you failing a class. (laughs) Like you, like, like sharpening a pencil and then, like, sweating because you don't know the answer. You're like, oh my God. Just breathing. Just filling out a Scantron quietly. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really detailed you guys are really asmr or asmr people huh that's that's an asmr video i love asmr that's uh, okay a lot of role play and stuff yeah can i ask i actually do have dreams like that what where you're like where i'm like gonna fail you're gonna fail like it's like school related yeah i can't get to class yeah because my legs won't work so just think about you know (laughs) if you're working through anxiety with food with asmr it would make sense that like you're 
you're sitting in the thing and you hear the clock ticking. Oh man, yeah. that's like the worst. You're like, whoa, yeah. I don't, I don't know the answer to yeah. all these things. Yeah. Oh, you're just bare, drowning. Oh, I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. We broke into it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Failing <laughs> test wow, ASMR. Yeah. yeah, we'll have one where it's at Kumon. We'll have one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wherever you're like at a, you know, in high school and elementary school. Oh it, those are little things. Yeah. I, for I'm sorry that we're making this about ASMR now, but like I've always wanted to ask <laughs> totally. because I don't know that much oh, yeah. about it, and so. Mm. I was always like, is this like a sex thing? But it's not. It's and, not. And the one kind of ASMR thing I I, wa- I listen to is um, uh, chiropractic videos. Oh. oh, man. That's what I used to do, watch all the time when I would like kind like of cracks? try to fall. You yeah. Cracks. So, like people like getting their neck cracked. Oh. And I was like, this is awesome. And I would mm. just be like, so that's where I, cool. for me, I was like, this is just like sweet and like, yeah. it just seems so, so like, I, I feel like someone's cracking my neck and yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. But you can only crack your neck like once or twice a day. Mm. But if you watch a video where it's a compilation of like 400 cracks and you're like, ah, you know? <laughs> it is a satisfying sound. I feel people don't do it much anymore, but when I was growing up, kids would always like crack their the neck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like, I have no idea what children do. <laughs> but, um, they don't do that anymore. Now they they're into definitely TikTok. Don't yeah. They don't crack their knuckles. <laughs> but um, it's true. You you have your own kind of triggers that you discover slowly and i'm learning about new ones and um what about but so like what about you because it's like, food for me but i like skincare asmr oh, cool. yeah so like oh, facials yeah like it's literally just yeah. someone getting a facial but they're mic'd yeah. oh. so you hear just like the skin oh like, so oh. someone oh. actually getting yeah facial? someone Whoa. actually getting a facial Whoa. or i like this other person who does a pov of giving you yeah, a facial like yeah <laughs> and it's she has <laughs> millions and millions of views and likes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there is a part of me that's like, why didn't I start doing this? Yeah. Yo. Because <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. It's really relaxing. Yeah. Um, but I recently just understood what that feeling is. Because then, similar to you, cool. I feel like I'm getting a facial. Yeah. Even though I'm not. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. feels like I'm getting like a massage or whatever. Yeah. And so then I like close my eyes and I... You know, let my imagination run free. I like I like the POV too because it's um they're brushing the mic sometimes. Yeah, and they're like brushing your face. Yeah, and you're sort of like listening to yeah. it while watching it. But um, one joke, one common joke in those videos is, "Ouch, that was my eye." And like, yeah, <laughs> it's like such a harmless joke. But um, the ASMR community, I feel like, is very just like harmless. It's very like okay. gentle. So it's like, not introverted got people. It. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe is yeah. it also the other thing that may be like this is sometimes I watch uh, cars getting detailed. Is that one? Sure. Is yeah. that one? Wait, is this like the straight man is it, version? Is it yeah. quiet? It's not. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not quiet. No, no, it's very it's loud like, because of like, yeah. But I mean, it's about like cleaning stuff and like yeah. polishing and making uh, it really nice. And like, uh, I like seeing things get cleaned. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I know. I like the, I like watching power washing videos. <laughs> mm. Yes. Okay. Is that related? Is that I kind think, of? Yeah. It's, like, it's like visual ASMR. There's visual ASMR. Whoa. That's why, Carefully. that's why people like do this with their fingers yeah. Yeah. and you're like what is that and it's like oh my god it's like, get wow Yo. so anyways you're a chef right <laughs> this is crazy this no. is so fascinating well i, I mean it. i think this is interesting that you started into this kind of like through asmr you were into the got into food because like yeah. would you say for you and, and jenny where we were talking before about kind of your approach to food like i think some people they have like a very technical approach to food or they make it where it's like about being very homey or or whatever but it sounds like you have like it's about like the sensory experience of 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 cooking or eating or or whatever like do you see like a through line there yeah sure um i think i see it manifested in 
the TikToks that they make of my videos, like my recipes at work. So I don't know how to edit like that. So I, I, I can't do that. Yeah. But I wish I had that skill and I need to learn really. No, you but, don't. You don't <laughs> but yeah, I, I just go into the, the studio and I, I cook like three recipes and then um, I have an amazing producer, Natasha, who sort of films it and then, sh- you know, in like good light and whatever. And then yeah. they edit it and I do a voiceover. And the comments I often get are, wow, this is really relaxing. Like he, he should yeah. do ASMR. And, blah, blah. and so I just think it's funny. Um, I see a lot. I think one thing I really notice in my life are the um, the the edges where things meet, mm-hmm. like disparate things in my life. Oh. Like that ex-boyfriend like met my current like partner like years before we had met um little things like one time i was having um brunch in the apartment under timothy chalamet's that's sort of like a story i want to tell one day um there's no story to it but the point is that it's like the edge of like i i I had this running gag on instagram where i was writing these like sex stories about timothy chalamet (laughs) They're, they're, they're like parody um well to me they were parody kind of uh, slash fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're yeah. like they're ridiculous, and they're supposed to be a joke. Some people took them too seriously, but um, <laughs> but also everyone was like really horny during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but um, so so you know now whenever something happens to Timothy Chalamet or he has like a huge like Vogue cover coming yes. out, right? Yeah, um, a lot of people will jokingly write, um, "Has anyone checked on Eric?" Eric? And um, <laughs> you know, and, and I get I, I, people like send it to me all the time, and I don't get I don't I don't get annoyed because I'm just like. I love that this is they think they think of me when they right. see yeah. him. So um that there was a moment when I, I was having brunch with like my partner and um it was just the situation felt so serendipitous that we were having that I like it was like right under his apartment. Oh my god. Just like that was it was like one of my partner's coworkers uh, apartments and anyway, I just like that just that stuff is so random and it doesn't just happen. Yeah. So I, I try to like connect those in my head cuz the stories are really fun but Usually it just seems like a jigsaw puzzle and it's just like you're waiting to get all the pieces. But, oh, wow. Uh, so I don't know. It's not surprising to me, basically. It, that that does sound like the beginning of an awesome slash fiction story. Right? <laughs> oh, like yeah. We were having know, brunch and then Timothy came out with his <laughs> backless shirts or whatever whatever it is that he's, he's a meme for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his cool. Jaw his jaw could so cut open the frittata <laughs> that we were eating. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a recipe at the end. For and then there's yeah. a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the recipe. Get to the recipe. This is so boring. Goes so much. There's I don't so need much... to hear about your crazy life story with Timothy <laughs> yeah. Chalamet and his apartment in his backless God, there's so much sex in all, the, <laughs> yeah. all of his recipes. Just have so much sex in it. And I just want to know how to make the frittata. Back in the day when there's only a little sex. There's only a little sex is okay. But, you know, I want... You know, but like, what kind of bacon do I use? You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. That's me. That would be me. Like, that would be you. That would be me. I'm like, okay, I need to get to the bacon like, get part. get going, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But did, did you, um, I mean, you know, Jenny, I feel you were talking about how with with his, with Eric's cooking. Yeah. You know, what was the way you said it? It's like, it's about like. I was, so I read your most, or the one that came out with the miso soup, which obviously I'm Japanese, so that. Yeah. Was like to me afterwards. I was like, I need to go home and eat my mom's miso oh. soup. I literally was like, yeah. I need it. But I feel like the way you write about food is so like tied to like emotions and um, I don't know, like like yeah. if relationships yeah. and like just things that are very personal. Whereas like I like food, but I don't think about it that much. Mm. Um, and so I was reading it, and I really did afterwards. I was like, I have to learn how to make me my mom's miso soup yeah. like i had that yeah. moment yes. where i was like this is such a staple and i was like mm. this is literally like <laughs> it led to a miso soup recipe and i was like i gotta go talk to my mom you know <laughs> um and so yeah i guess like 
what what was my point about this? I guess like what it, in terms of like food and like the experience that you have with it, um, was that always there in terms of like connecting it, or is that something that came later? Because it seems like you have an English background and like a writing background, or was that always like there in your head, mm. growing up in your family? Oh, okay, I have a great answer to this um and thank you for saying all that that's so like observant and thank you for reading that one yeah. um mm, asmr of compliments <laughs> asmr of compliments well Literally, actually i would listen to that yes i would You're argue that boy. like one of my yeah. first yeah. food memories was sort of an asmr experience like i remember growing up the reason i liked watching cooking shows mm -hmm. on tv was because the pan sort of like stirring it was always like an overhead shot of like the pans the the wooden spoon stirring in a yeah, pan. yeah yeah and that always was so relaxing to me for some mm -hmm. reason and um, I would fall asleep when my dad, you know, would snack on, I don't know, salted peanuts. Um, later in life, a girl would open a bag of popcorn in the in the library, and I'd be like falling asleep. And mm. so I don't know. I a lot of the I think it food has always been very sensory for me. Um, but it wasn't until I started writing, mm. and I, I would say in in college, I had a I was I was in this really incredible creative writing program mm -hmm. um, at NYU and that, it was around this time I don't actually don't know what the staff is there now but it was around a time when it was just so many stars like literary stars um, contemporary fiction and poets and um, so that was I was able to take these workshops mm -hmm. and those creative writing workshops were like a nice intro for me to start writing about food and talking about food mm -hmm. and um, I remember that felt really cool because I was like, oh, only I can tell this story because it's like my family's whatever, whatever dish and however we grew up. And like, I remember this one poem I wrote. Um, it was about like all the chicken soups in my life. And mm. one of them was um, this tortellini soup that came from Campbell's, like a Campbell's can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the way my dad would show me how to like um, scrape from the top as you're eating because that's the part that cools the fastest mm -hmm. and then that's how you get to the bottom of the very hot soup in order to like hop on the bus because you have to eat the soup in like 10 minutes anyway i i have a lot of those memories and i started writing about them um and i think they resonated with people because they tap into some kind of like early feeling mm -hmm. and um and then there, there, there comes a point where the whole nostalgic thing i, I worry that it, it will come off or someone will be like tired of it. It's like, I'm so sick of reading about, because no matter right. what, I think my pieces always delve into like past, present and future. So there's yeah. always like, a there's always like a memory and memories can be cheesy when they're yeah. like on the page. It's right. Like, my mother yeah. verbaling oh, a pot of stew. Like yeah. I, I hate, I hate writing that. Um, so I, I try not to, but sometimes when I'm interviewing people, like in that miso soup piece, yeah. it was this chef who had an amazing miso soup recipe. And, it was also just like, I love these columns because they're sort of my opportunity to learn a lot about one thing really quickly. Yeah. Mm. And that man made the best miso soup I've ever had. And I got to call him and be like, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, you know he, he didn't need to tell me his like secret recipe, but um, it's always out of just curiosity. And his little trick is uh, a little sake and mirin in oh, there. Oh, okay. And I, I like that. I like that tip because I would never have guessed that. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, always you can always just drop in a little Timothy Chalamet if yeah. you really want to spice up a recipe. <laughs> um, exactly. I think uh, that moment. <laughs> I think uh, I've been wanting to ask you. I'm glad you're here because my wife and son are, are ill right now. We oh. went on a little trip and and they got sick. It's a, it's nothing major, but like they've yeah. got a really bad cough. Both yeah. of them and. 
babies when they cough are it's sad and so cute. Yeah. And because like they because it's like oh. everything that babies do is the purest form, right? right? They don't they don't have any right uh, put ons with right. it. They're not you know what I'm saying. Wow. But his cough is he sticks his little tongue out and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're sick. It's so cute. Uh-huh. I've left them because I had to record here at this very quiet podcast. <laughs> right, right. And, but I want to make kanji for them. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, Vietnamese people have a form of it. it it's mm. basically the same as I think what, you know, most people think, Chow, we, we have that. Um, mm. Something my mom always make. My mom would be stirring it, yeah. you know, in the pod. And Timothy Chalamet would be there. And, <laughs> and it would be very romantic. And um, no, but I wanted to ask you if you had any kind of like, hey, this is like the, you know, put the sake in there, you know, kind of like, hey, how to make it? What's up? This is the kanji thing, you know, because I owe them now because I have abandoned them. Oh, like you need, okay, okay. Kanji. Yeah. Any, yeah. any, okay. anything? Tips. Any, yeah. Any little, okay. little thing you can add in there? This is this is how you should do it, I think. Ooh, um, here, we go. here we go. I think starting with the whole chicken is incredible. Boom. Yes. If it's too much, <laughs> if it's too much for you, you can get like bone bone in skin on chicken thighs. But you know, the whole chicken's great because you just like put it in a pot, like the biggest pot you got. Fill that pot with a crap ton of vegetables, like, you know, just the usual um, onion, carrot, celery. If you don't have celery, use celery seed. That's sort of like a tip that I, I like. Um, bay leaves. The more you do this, the more you'll, like, finesse it to your own. Because mm. I think a little star anise in there would make it taste a little pho-like. It's oh, kind of cool. Shit. Cinnamon stick, oh. whatever. However you want to flavor your chicken soup. Yeah. And what I do is um, I boil that for, like, two freaking hours. Yeah. And so it's just this really concentrated chicken soup. And then you strain it. It kind of seems like a big deal, but like it's worth the effort because you like shred the meat once it cools down a little because it's so soft at that point. Yeah, the white so meat good. and the dark meat, and then all the like sheets of like skin also go in there, and I love that texture. Mm. Um, and then what you do in that very clean pot of broth is you add rice to it. And I think a lot of people when they make kanji or chuk whatever, they add the raw rice which makes a lot of sense, but you need more liquid for that to like mm, cook down. Right. What I actually like to do is use leftover rice. That's how like my mom made it. That's how, I think maybe that's how like a lot of Koreans do oh, it. Oh, really? Like, you, you start, you make it because you have leftover rice. Yeah. And, and then you just like cook it down like almost like a risotto or something. You're just like really stirring it until it's to the texture you like it. And you add water accordingly. But what what I really love doing after that, this is like if you wanted to get like chefy, you um, in a separate pan, you saut- you like, Bring cold oil, like a lot of oil, maybe like yeah. a, an inch of like olive oil, with sliced shallots or scallions, whichever you like, um, and you bring it to a boil and like cook off the moisture, and those things will get like crispy, and you so you have a garnish which is like a crispy mm-hmm. shallot or mm-hmm. scallion whatever, mm. and then you have the oil too, funny. and the oil you like drizzle over at the end, and so it like flavors and like get it doesn't like emulsify with the congee, but like it like. Adds adds richness. That's nice. And then I always do like an egg yolk and for a cocky. I don't yeah, know. Like I, I we like I, I go all out with the kanji Sometimes it's like I make it like a full thing because it's like really yeah. delicious. Yeah, I'll probably do only one of those steps. But, <laughs> yeah. but it was nice to have all of those. Yeah, things. But like, you, I probably will. Like yeah, I mean, try. you know, I you like got a lot of tips. No, I so got just a lot pick of tips. The one tip. and, and, and and the thing I like the whole to chicken maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think the whole chicken for sure. Is that's going to doesn't be... even need the vegetables. You can just do the chicken and salt. Yeah. That's what my mom does. That just sounds so good. I mean, see, like, that's the whole thing. Like, that like that two-minute-long thing you just did was just, like, the the Useful. most sensual uh. recipe. Like, I feel now Relaxing. I got a facial just yeah. now, too. My eyebrows are just so perfectly crafted after that recipe. So, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, you, you, the, all that comes through from 
you know, you're you're writing the ASMR to the food, all those things like all combined together. And I was oh, like, oh, you. that was that you're you telling me that recipe was kanji. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Kanji you, for your ears. You, it was ear kanji. <laughs> that so is nice. really disgusting. <laughs> that, is, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> that is that is not delicious. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, thank you very that. much. I'm going to give thank it a shot. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be good. And I think. uh I don't know. Hopefully, I, I can make up for being a bit terrible father, <laughs> an absent father, absent father <laughs> for being here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking before we started recording that you know you you've been on um a feeling Asian, so you know young me and you know yeah, yeah. Brian and um and and I feel like there you know I feel this uh, this this episode is all about those intersections, right? And like mm. those things you didn't those like kind of connections, misconnections you didn't even know you had, and. You were saying that there's a like a lot of overlap between comedy and food, mm. you yes. know? Yeah, yeah and I sure. think that's an interesting point. And we, we were talking about how Young Me has this really nice thing where she, like, you watch her things and it's like crazy Pee Wee's Playhouse humor, <laughs> and but then also at the end you're like, oh, but I just learned how to make this thing. Also, you just she like sneaks yeah. that shit in there. You sure. know what I'm saying? It's like. And and I think it's disarming for a lot of people because like yeah. you think it's just going to be the craziness, but then at the end yeah. you're like, oh well, actually now I know how to make tofu. You know? <laughs> it's a really funny adjective for her comedy. I, I think it's also mixed with like Nicki Minaj. Like, yes, and, yes, know, absolutely. Violence. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's violence. God, I love her. Yeah, yeah I think um, uh, I was thinking about it on my way here how I, this is the second Asian comedian podcast I'm going on and there's I was only like two, so there's yeah, yeah. You, you hit two I guess out there of two. Are two no no there's probably like five but like yeah five but I, I was like I like doing this like that oh, yeah, it, I think cool. there's a lot I mean you know and as I listen to you guys I'm like um, there, there, there's a lot of overlap I think comedian Asian comedians and food writers or food whatever like food people in media it's sort of a similar vibe where your identity is a part of your craft and your art and mm-hmm. what, what people are ingesting and so I think it. I think to your point, Young Me is sort of this incredible. Young Me and Brian both, but Young Me's like comedy and her TikToks are very visible. Um, there's a lot of food in them. There's a lot of. It's like her interests, her path, yeah. and yeah. I think the point is like, I'd like to, you know, my I personally would love to get to a place where people are like, um, oh yeah, Eric Kim the writer, and mm. uh, I think food writer right now is is the title and what I really love doing, and it's how I got into writing. I think, but you know, I think. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really see, I don't really see what I do as just like one genre, and I, I think of um, that sounds so, like douchey, but like no, I, no. I, I, I just mean like I like writing about other things, yeah. and um, and I think uh, Young Me's comedy is a good example of like someone who's able to intricately tie in everything because everything's related, everything's like connected. Totally. I, I just like don't think there's a need to think of um, to like you know block yourself off. No, yeah, I like know. So she's someone who does that. But anyway, her her podcast um, is like one of the only times I get to like talk about non-food things. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I love talking about food, of course. And like I like blackout when I do it because I, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just uh, I think there's a lot of um, overlap just like in what we do, comedians and, and, and food. And Have you have you ever tried doing 
No. Comedy. <laughs> Man, I, I, I get would, out there and do a do a quick set of an open mic. I, yeah. I think I'd be too embarrassed to. I I I used to. Oh, here's another past life. Um, oh God. I used to. <laughs> I used to do open mics. I used to like. No, you did. I used to play gigs. At, oh really? With a guitar and I would sing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I wanted to Eric. be like a pop a pop singer. That was like the original thing from like 12 to like 18. I wanted to be a pop singer. But wow. um. That <laughs> how old are you? Aren't you like 19? I mean, no. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like 32 now. No, wait, how old? <laughs> oh my god I think I'm 31 32 I think I'm 32 okay oh no I don't know I think I'm 31 sorry <laughs> what <laughs> we right, I'm sorry it's okay like, you're very with good Eric. with words I can do the math now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp I wanted to talk about a time when I really got stuck on a problem it was when I was first thinking about making that big move to New York and instead of trying to figure things out like where I was going to live I just focused on how afraid I was It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you're under a lot of stress and facing challenges, but a therapist can help you find a better mindset so you can accomplish your goals. I use my therapy experience to help me realize when I'm having intrusive, unhelpful thoughts and to refocus on solving my problems. I use the skills I learned in therapy to this day. I even use them today. Therapy can be like a set of tools I carry around with me everywhere I go. If you're thinking about doing therapy, consider BetterHelp. It's affordable and it's online, which is important because I think anything that makes therapy more accessible is great. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Asian today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Asian. What's the best part about fall? Mid-autumn harvest festival? Leaves changing? Sweater weather? Well, whatever it is, this autumn, make sure to get your updated COVID vaccine. Protect yourself and others by getting an updated COVID vaccine, especially if you're planning on getting together with family. And if you are 50 or older, you are at greater risk for hospitalization and death, particularly if you have a chronic disease. So get an updated COVID vaccine now. Find out where and more info at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Like no idea. We're, <laughs> here, we're here with Eric Kim. He's so elusive. He doesn't even know how old he is. <laughs> not, not how old I am. Just you know, yeah. what is a number? The last few years have just been r- no. Yeah. <laughs> rough. We all froze at 2020. Oh, so. oh my God! Yeah. yeah so I understand sure. that. But okay, so you used to do, anyway. but you used to do like music as music. well. That was interesting. Yeah, and um, you know. One thing I enjoyed was the storytelling part. Um, I wrote little stupid like love songs, and so I would write about these failed relationships before and make people laugh before yeah. the set, and then I would, I would sing, and um, and that the the joy that like the man that feeling you get when people laugh that's a good feeling. Oh my god! And so I was thinking about you guys, and I was like, that's a really good feeling. And um, it wasn't it was the episode I was listening to with um, Kathleen Kim, yeah. Kathleen Kim, yeah, yeah, and she, she uh, you guys were talking about. Um, a, a comedy room, and if someone like how Asians laugh like this, oh yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, we cover and, our and I, 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 I literally do that too. I don't know why. It's like it's it's the modesty built into the culture. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but uh, I like that you were encouraging people not to cover their mouths. Yeah. It's like laugh openly, let the comedian see your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know that I want to see your esophagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> esophagus. yeah. I did yeah, a yeah. show recently yeah. where I tried to move people forward. Yeah, it was oh. all Asians in the back. Sure, and I was like. Hey guys, like it'd be really <laughs> awesome if you could just like get closer to us because then we can hear you. And yeah. they did not move well, at nope. all. <laughs> nope. And I really like because you know my Asian. So I was like, but if you're comfortable there, don't. Right. 
force yourself yeah, yeah. to do anything. Yeah. But I really try to get them because I was like, when you laugh, I really already can't hear you. And then when yeah. you're like way in the back, I really can't hear you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I really tried, but Asians be Asians. Yeah. Respectful. Yeah, be a little disrespectful. Yeah, we need a little bit of disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Just interact. Like a nice with heirloom us. tomato. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I mean, like, what was your music like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, just it's just you with the guitar. Yeah, usually. Um, sometimes I had like a backup, like a like a, a lead guitarist. Uh, I was more of like, <laughs> I would more strum. It's hard to talk about it because, um, from the outside, I I like making fun of it because it's so like silly. It's like, you know, you make fun of that guy who was in high school carrying around the guitar. Yeah. You know, with the John Mayer hair. Yeah. And whatever. But I was, I was kind of that guy. And, yeah. Uh, That's sweet. I don't know. And I, I like, it was around the time when Michelle Branch and Vanessa Carlton, like these oh, people were oh, huge. Mm. And oh, give classics. me a piano on a, on a flatbed truck. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Great, right? Yes, drive through a, a, a working class town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I feel like this is, this was like quietly my week because Michelle Branch came out with her new album Timothy Shalman came out with that Vogue cover um, yeah congratulations my column, my column came out as yeah well that's amazing but, yeah. Um, I was just like I'm in, line. I'm in line with these guys yeah. no um, but I, I really um, there's something about like the like the vulnerable teenager who like teeny bopper to be honest but like teenager with right. a guitar writing love songs and it's like going on the radio. That was like really appealing to me. I was like, man, I like that. That's like a lot of power. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I wanted the reach. And um, anyway, I, I enjoy the the music was very like pop, ugh, like early two thousands pop rock kind of John Mayer, Michelle Branch vibes. Um, but but I think uh, I think I saw that music sort of come out of favor. It just like mm-hmm. wasn't cool anymore. And yeah. So the way I sang, the way I wrote, wasn't in fashion anymore yeah by the time i was like in new york and like playing gigs i was like oh man, this isn't this isn't gonna work um but also i just like fell out of love with it because i and so i went into academia but it's it's definitely like a a, like a thing in my life that i'm just like one day maybe i could like go back to it but whoa yes um, they're similar we're in the booth we're in a booth, oh yeah. God, We're yeah. in a booth. Check the levels. Let's record an album. <laughs> record an Yo, album let's right do now. it right now. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite jokes is being like, are we starting a band? That's like <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I was in a band in high school. We what? were called the Eric Kim Trio. Oh, I want to, what, what's the, what's the, what do you think this Eric Kim sound would be now? Oh, um, you know, okay. Yeah. Yes. Here, here's one thing that I've thought a lot about. Ooh. What I listen to now is just not at all what I played back then. And what I listen to now is, are the, um, Death kind of metal. the gay yeah. oh, pop okay. stars who are really like so confident in writing these yeah. like, amazing ethereal EDM-y Ooh. like love songs and um so Troye Sivan and Ben Platt are two I listen to a lot and yeah. you know I, I think about like if I were younger and I had role models like that that would have made a big difference like wow you can be like this really confident cool yeah like, sexy like gay guy singing about boyfriends and you know they're huge and um I like the I like their music and so I think it would be a little bit of that like EDM vibe yeah. pop and kind of like relaxing, chill. Yeah. Something to like overlay your Instagram story with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like too. make like a TikTok trend yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's like, like you know, I don't know, <laughs> that people living their lives in a romanticized way. Yeah. You know? I uh... <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much time on TikTok. I don't know what nice. you guys are talking about. I know. I, I went, you know, what what looked directly at Mike. Mike had no reaction. <laughs> <I was like. laughs> Are you speaking English? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, I know the words. I just don't understand. Conceptually, I have no idea what you're talking about. What I like about uh, Eric is um, it sounds also, if you look through your, your life, you've 
you're like you're you're, you're you've like failed so many times yeah like failure <laughs> thank you you're a total failure so. i am <laughs> and here you are yeah that's why i am the way i am <laughs> yeah that's awesome though that you've things. had all these lives yeah i i think um i like describing them as failures for sure it's like not something people think to ask about or talk about but yeah. those are all like failed careers yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean they happened when i was young but like um, I don't know. I'm still waiting to fill this career so I can like become a true crime podcast. Like some, yeah, <laughs> the, the the yeah the, the the real passion comes out. Yeah, 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 true, yeah. true passion, yeah. true crime. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, I mean, I I do think that you know, looking back, you like picked up all these things. You know, what I'm right? Saying? Yeah, and then you like use them. Like you know, I don't know ASMR in some ways. You know that. You, you picked yeah. up an ear for from from playing open mic guitar, yeah, yeah. you know, and then <laughs> you were a writer, and then you yeah. you know do all these things. Yeah. So it's like you know, like you're like rolling up all the skill sets, all into related, like whatever. yeah. yeah. It's What's, cool to think about that. Okay, let's just say, New York Times calls you, hey, we have to cl- stop the newspaper. I don't know what they would say. <laughs> It's gone. Okay. Everybody's fired. Everybody's okay. Fired. Everybody's got no fired. More. Okay. No more crossword puzzles. Actually, that's the only thing that's left. Okay. Crossword Wordle puzzle. is the only thing that Wordle survived. is the only thing that survives. What <laughs> does Eric Kim do now? Now that you've failed a yet again, fifteenth mm. failure. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing? Okay. What What am I What am I gonna do? What What is Eric Kim gonna go into the open world and do now? Okay, um, I was joking about it before, but I think the more you say it, the more it like becomes real. And I, yes. I'm a huge true crime. Like, yeah, fa- I'm actually oh, really? a true crime fanatic. Oh, okay. So I, okay. You know, I, I do this big drive from New York to Atlanta and Atlanta to New York because um, I have a dog and I like bringing her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, she gets to run in my parents' yard in Georgia. And, but I need a lot of content for that drive. Yeah. yeah. And um, how long is that like, drive? It's like about 14 hours. Oh wow. shit! Are we serious? So, yeah. So um, this last drive, I I listened to one that was just so riveting that I drove the whole way 14 hours straight. Yeah, it was crazy. What? What really helped also was Starbucks. They have these crazy energy drinks that I'm afraid to like look at the ingredients, but it's just like insane how, really? how awake you are. Yeah. Oh my God. So you were chugging Starbucks oh, energy Starbucks. drinks, Starbucks. like listening to true crime? I assume wearing an adult diaper because you didn't stop. No, no, no. I did stop for peeing. And, I mean, my dog has to pee too. But, you know, um, okay, so my point is... Uh, I was I was driving recently because I was reporting a story in the south and when you're interviewing people about their food uh-huh. it it's a, it, <laughs> I can't help but like think about how it's soft soft launching like a career in interviewing people about like something more serious mm. sorry oh. not more serious but like something right. more urgent or something yeah. um cuz it's like practice and I'm like this is exactly what true crime podcasters do they have to like, yeah. like if they're really reporting the right. story and solving it yeah like, that's my dream yeah to, like, have solving a hit, hit podcast it's and very then, only yeah. murders only yeah, 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 yeah 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 and have it like do well and also be the person the genius brain who like solves the crime yeah. for oh the that's the best hell yeah dude <laughs> undoing you got, you centuries know of unjust um anyway, you know, whatever. <laughs> police corruption uh so you know I, i'm really obsessed with this and but anyway I, I think my point is that as i report at the times and work on these stories um i'm learning these hard skills and i'm just like wow these are really useful for a lot of things in life and wow. i look forward i used to be someone who was really af- i still am I, I'm, I get i'm terrified of like calling people oh like, really the yeah. phone, talking on the phone i'm like really awkward yeah. when I, I have to record my interviews and the the sign off is always so awful and and i always have to listen to it to be like it wasn't as bad as i thought but it's just yeah. like really hard to say bye to people on the phone yeah. Like, yeah 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 
I'm a millennial, I guess, or something. I'm a mil- <laughs> I don't know how to use this thing. Yeah, well, we're, we can't confirm your age, so we don't know. And you yourself cannot confirm Yeah, your age. no one can confirm. Can. Yeah. <laughs> the internet even got it wrong, and I was really glad because, you know, th- there's this, like, website. It's, like, whatever, birthday people's like birthdays oh yeah yeah and, and they like kept emailing me i was like what's your birthday i was like i don't want to know my birthday yeah and and they just like guessed from like one of my instagram posts or something and they got it like wrong and i was like yeah that's great so like all these people think that's my birthday um the, the <laughs> that's age incredible is, the age is correct i think but um the birthday is the wrong, date, date is wrong. you I'm should start posting birthday like <laughs> posts Every other month. Yeah. So, like, people, <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. If anyone noticed. People has no, oh. have no idea what to, like, submit to that website. This, this might be a really boring subject, but um, no, it's not. I, I've thought a lot about <laughs> birthdays and birthday parties and, like, celebrating True them. crime birthday party. It was Mike's birthday, birthday yesterday. Oh. It was. Oh. Happy and belated. Thank you so much. <laughs> What'd you do? What's that? What, what did you do for your birthday? Um, <laughs> You know, it's very sad, but now that I'm a dad and, you know, you know, parents are like, sick, yeah. I just want like my family. Yeah, I, I just want my family there. And it's true. I just yeah. want my family. Like for, for my father's, for my first Father's Day, we went to a nice restaurant and it was just my son who slept the whole time, my <laughs> wife, and oh. I had like a martini. And then, ooh, I got a instant read thermometer. Oh, ooh. fuck. Cool. <laughs> Yo, yeah. let me tell you this. Okay, Your true prime podcast needs to be centered around an instant read thermometer wow. that shit can solve crimes <laughs> but it was like amazing yeah, and awesome. like that's really what i did i just cool. like hung out with like the people who meant the most to me so it was yeah. like my uh my family uh w- one of my really good friends came over yeah. and then i inadvertently hung out with a couple comedians which was like oh, whatever cool. i could no i'm just kidding it was great <laughs> it was really nice but you know what i'm saying it's like my circle it was really small yeah, and, like that, that, and that and that was what it was hey. but um yeah, okay, so you want to be a detective. This is great. You and I, we have the same. Yeah, but we're I talking about want... birthdays. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I can I can finish it for you. Because, like, okay, here's my thing. Okay. I think living in New York City is really hard, mm-hmm. and people's time is really limited. So um, when when people have a birthday party, it's always, like, you have to travel, like, an hour and a half to get to some crazy, like, weird, random Brooklyn bar. <laughs> and um, and then you don't even, like, end up see- saying hi to the person because there are, like, 100 they're people there. Yeah, there's, yeah. Like, people. And so I, I just, like, I really hate, I hate birthday drinks. I hate, like, when, I, I, I go to, like, my closest friend's, like, birthdays, but um, I just, like, don't like them. <laughs> and I, it's not, you're not allowed to say that. Like, you're not allowed to. But birthday some, drinks, you mean, you mean not your friends. Birthday drinks. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the party. Yeah, the, the party. obligation yeah. to go. It's I like, see. I'd rather go hang out with my friend because I decided that that day I want to, like, see them. Right. And I'll travel to them. But it's more of, like, you know, a birthday is obligation. It's like, no matter how busy you are, you have to go. Yeah. Right. right. I hate yeah, that yeah, obligation. Yeah, yeah. And so I usually just tr- don't go anymore. And I, and it, I send them, like, a nice note or, like, a gift or something. But it's sort of. I've been thinking about that with my birthday because I was like, I never want to obligate anyone. And um, yeah. this year, I went to Martha's Vineyard because I was doing like a book talk, oh, nice. and um, it, and my boyfriend couldn't come, so I was like kind of alone, like on my actual birthday. Yeah. But I ended up getting invited by um this lovely man and his wife. Um, they're they're like food people too, and um, they just like took me out to lunch and showed me the island, and then sh- uh took me to the beach. Uh-huh. And we found this like amazing thing called the cut, and it's like. You know, twice a year they they cut a, a a little section, but from the um from the ocean, like the shore to the lake, and they they create uh-huh. like a passageway yeah. so that the water can like come through. Oh. And it, it has to do with like the ecology and to make sure like the temperature like evens out or something. But for that those like few hours, that's a like a water slide. And Whoa. you get to like jump in and like the the ocean shoots you into this lake. And that's awesome. Wait, it's really cool. So fun. And I'm just hanging out with this older couple. Yeah. yeah. And they're like in their I don't know. Sorry, they're like older, and I'm just like a random kid 
that they're they've like kindly like are choosing to spend the day with but they don't realize it's my birthday and i'm uh-huh. like this was a really lonely birthday because i wasn't with like my family or anything yeah. you know, my, right. part, my partner and all this stuff but at the same time i had a great day and it was really, really magical and i was i liked that i didn't have to tell them it was my birthday i was just like yeah oh. this is a great birthday and i didn't That's tell anyone nice. it, it's not it's not like humility it's not like a thing where right. it, like it's, a... it's more just like I don't know why that makes me so uncomfortable. I hate asking people to come to things for my birthday. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I love doing it. Really I mean, me. literally, I am the opposite. Me too. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah but, and so I'm like, you have to come. You, you must <laughs> yeah, treat me that, like a prince for one day. I get yeah. on your calendar like months ahead and <laughs> good, like, just good. remember that's the day we're <laughs> celebrating. Good. But I also like going to birthday obligations. Oh, cool. Because for yeah. me, it's yeah. like. Yeah. But I understand you know, that. But feeling. I understand what you're saying. But I, we've talked about this before. Mike does really well in a room full of people. Yes. Like oh, you can talk wow. to groups of people. The more people there are, the better. Whoa. Yeah, like you can like move very like nice. seamlessly, whereas like I get very anxious. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that feeling, which is like, I would prefer just like a one-on-one dinner where we like yeah. get into it. Yeah. So when it's my birthday, I love it because then all Having the people I day. like are there. Yeah. But right. when it's like someone else's birthday, I understand that it's like very stressful. Mm-hmm. Because then you end up talking to like people you don't really know that well, yeah, and yeah. You're just kind or of... like sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but to be Sorry. fair, I think I would do very poorly in a artificial water slide that goes from the ocean <laughs> to the pond. I'd be, yeah. like, be like so bad at that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Yeah, Mike is really bad at that. Oh my gosh, my worst nightmare. <laughs> An ecological artificial water slide. I can work a room, but I can't do Yo. this. <laughs> you guys want to do shots? Yeah. The water slide won't do shots with me. Right. It is a shot of ocean water into the pond. Mike is the shot guy. I am the shot guy, for sure. I'm the shot guy. Like I'm that. the early morning yoga guy. I'm the follower I love when people say shots. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> See? I'll never recommend it first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me neither. Well, for my next birthday, I'll... I'll, <laughs> I'll invite you, but I don't. you, you don't have to come. And okay. then maybe for your birthday, we can dig a canal or something like that. That would be <laughs> cool. Good. Artificial water is yeah. all it's what's about. When we about. figure out when your birthday is, we're <laughs> going to do that. figure when it out. Eric's birthday, we're going to do it. For his 89th yeah, and 80- or 15th birthday, <laughs> yeah. it, we'll which is May 24th or October 13th. Who knows? We're going to be... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to go nuts. We're going to go crazy. Thanks for talking about that. I just wanted to get off my chest. Yeah. No, the birthday I, thing. Yeah, the birthday thing. I love yeah. talking about stuff like this. Like people's like... Pe- like yeah. Really specific, like hard opinions on things. I love social, you know, uh, contracts. Yes. You know, things like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, fascinated I, by them because no one talks about them. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. some people, Agreed. it's more important for them. Mm-hmm. Like that night that you show up is more important than yes. other people. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Sometimes, like, if you don't show up, the, this friendship's over. Yeah. There are yeah. people That's like a that. thing. Yeah. 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 My, my sister is mm-hmm. the person who has like a very elaborate birthday. Yeah. She has like, she yeah. spends a lot of money on the parties yeah. and yeah. she wants people to go. But then she is the person who will, if somebody has a ridiculous birthday, she will be like, okay, they did this thing. For her, the contract is like, uh, we are bonded by our ridiculous birthday requests. Aww. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. She, That's really cute. It's like, oh, you made me have a pony ride and yeah. so for in in return i will make you go on this hot air balloon yeah do you know what i'm saying but yeah. that like strengthens the relationship yeah. in her mind yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying i'm like that yeah i'm always like i don't really care about my birthday and <laughs> yeah. uh i fully have had a birthday where i like we're on a boat <laughs> you know what i mean like i got a boat and made everyone go on a boat in the bay area you did That's yes awesome. when was it 2016 oh shit how I could was... you afford a boat back then I it, it's like a really small boat, and I had like <laughs> met them through a work thing. Oh, I see. And then um, I like organized a spreadsheet 
tracked costs made everyone pay the, like oh, a certain amount yeah and then like we would cover like alcohol or whatever but i was like just like pay x amount to like cover the boat fees nice. <laughs> i'm like like in my mid-20s at this point yeah good organization though. and that's like yeah, the that's classic me is. thing i'm like we have to organize to have fun mm-hmm. um I... but every year i'm like i don't need to do anything yeah i like try to get a boat i've tried to go to bus before <laughs> like it's just like a party bus where you drink on a school bus Jenny, would you? Not, <laughs> I'm exhausting. Would you prefer actually just if I gave you a spreadsheet for your birthday? Just yeah. like here you go. Yeah. Oh no, the 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 Excel function's broken. <laughs> Try to fix it. Yeah, if you were like you have to track costs to like make something happen, I'd be like, let me do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be the There's gift to me. That one that would be, does that. That's that would me. Be, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay, so we're with our guest, reporter, chef, detective. Water slide enthusiast <laughs> Eric Kim, and we're uh, going to do some voicemails. And um, if you want to leave a voicemail for us, uh, the number is six four six eight zero nine seven two three one. It's it's a six four six eight zero nine seven two three one. We love hearing from uh, our fans, and uh, we got one. We're going to try out right now. Let's hi, Mike and Jenny. Uh, my name is Amanda, and I just wanted to call in and say hi. I uh, love the show, and lately I have been a bit of a lonely Asian. Um, so recently went through some stuff. I ended a seven-year relationship, moved apartments, um, and like our friend who called in a couple weeks ago, I'm an East Coast Asian or half Asian, I should say. I'm half Singaporean and half Caucasian. Um, And I also feel pretty isolated here on the East Coast. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts, about an hour outside of Boston. I grew up here, but moved out of state for a couple of years. Um, And I've been trying to get more in touch with my Asian side, but I've never really had any Asian friends here. And I'm just finding it really hard to find any sort of community, let alone an Asian one. Um, Like, I can't even find a place that can cut my hair properly. Um, So I'm also a runner, and I'm struggling to find running groups, too. Um, I had one when I lived in Columbus, Ohio, but it seems like unless I'm in the actual city of Boston, there is not much. So, you know, everything ends up being a bit of a drive. It costs a lot to park down there. Uh, Public transportation is kind of crap. And with the cost of living being borderline unaffordable up here um it's just i'm not sure that it's worth it so what do you guys think should i try to find somewhere else that's even slightly more affordable um but is also diverse and accepting of people like me um who's an you know an asian female person um does that even exist who knows but thanks a lot and um yeah have a good rest of your day Ooh, wow. lonely East Coast Asian. Um, my advice would be find yourself a nice older couple that will take you. <laughs> take you in. Don't tell them it's your birthday. Yeah. And have magic unfold. <laughs> no, it is It is tough. It is tough. And we've heard from other, uh, uh, other listeners before. You know, if you're in the Midwest, you're the only Asian person there. People don't, can't even cut your hair right. You know, um... This is a big problem. Yeah. You know, what do you... I what, just had a moment where I was thinking through, because affordability is sometimes... Is that really something that comes into our conversation? When, t- yeah. when we talk about diversity, we're often not touching on affordability. Oh, for sure. So then I just had this thought, where is affordable that is diverse? Yo, that's such a good question. So like, I was actually in Cape Cod this week. 
Mm. And, um, you know, it was like, you know, whatever. Uh, we had an Airbnb and we were like bopping around and um, everybody, it, it's kind of like past the summer season. So it was just all like the locals and it's like very retiree energy there, right? It's mm -hmm. just a lot of coastal grandma. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of Patagonia dad. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was nice. But like I like happened across like one of the, you know, like some real estate thing. And it's like multi-million dollar houses, yeah. right? It, you know, and I was like, there's like not <laughs> anything to do here. You know, right. there's not like work where it's like, I'm going to be making tons of money. So it's like, you know, the the wherever you go, you always feel like the question of like, who can afford to live here anymore? Right. Is, is a big thing. So yeah. I, I like that. I like that thing about and, and, and of course, it's Cape Cod. Right. Like uh, there was only one person of color I saw and it was my son. That was it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, there's my there's a person yeah. of color right there. No, there, there were. But like, you know, there's a lot of like people of color who were like working. Right. So that question of, yeah, where can you be that's diverse, but also can be affordable yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and is, you know, offers what you what you want. That's right. a tricky. That's a tricky combo. It's really disappointing that. It's it, like nothing is popping up in my head right, right. now. Right. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Because I think of metropolitan areas, but that is like the least affordable place. Super, it's super hard to live here. You know? Yeah. Saying? For sure. Even California, even if you go out to like the sub, I mean, California as a whole is fairly expensive. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. What it's, if a, it's a tough question because I, I ask myself this all the time. Um, I mean, I've lived in New York for 12 years now and every year I'm like, is this the year I'll escape? And yeah. then mm. something happens where it, it like leaves, like latches me on for like another at least decade or something. Um, but I I think. Um, what about what, what's it like in where you're from? Yeah, I was gonna say Atlanta. Yeah. Um, a lot of young people are moving there. Either they're moving back home or they're, and um, Atlanta's pretty freaking diverse. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Korean is the third most spoken language. Wow. Um, just to give you an idea, it's very Korean, I guess, but it's also lots of other Asians. We grew up like being like, which fuck place do you want to go to? And well, you know, yeah. um, and Atlanta's diverse in that there are many different kinds of cities, mm -hmm. and mm. you know, you could probably find something affordable. I think um, there are more expensive areas, of course, and of things course. are changing. But it's just like, I don't know. I I, I fantasize about moving back to Atlanta sometimes because my partner's also from there. And, okay. And my brother moved there recently, and. I've always been like following him, kind of, because he's, yeah. he's like a big brother, and he he did the New York thing first, and then L.A., and then, but um, it's interesting to see him, like, set his roots down in Atlanta, yeah, and choosing the high school that his future children will go to, and it's like our high school that we went to. I'm just oh, like, wow. it's weird. Um, and so that kid's gonna go to that high school and like see his dad's name like on a plaque that's like about art or whatever, and it's just like the lineage when you think about. I think there's like a deep Asian lineage in Atlanta. What um. Uh, what's your brother do? He's a motion graphics artist. Um, <laughs> this is the part where, where I'm like, God, I like still really don't know what he does. Um, <laughs> it's really fancy though. He he's a compositor. Okay. And the way I explain it to people is that he's the he's like responsible for the explosions that happen <laughs> in like, like Marvel movies. And yeah. Stuff. And, like he's responsible for the explosions. It's great. And yeah, and I hope he never like listens to stuff like this because um, it's like sort of like Chandler on Friends. No one actually knows what he does right. the whole series. And yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel that way about my brother. But now he's like 
So it's something. It sounds kind of so cool, artistic, artistic yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. like he gets technical. to do it from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. okay, awesome. Deal. So, so you're saying maybe there are there are some places yeah. where you know you kind of dig into the community a little bit more, yeah, and you might be able to find yeah like a little yeah. niche for yourself. But I I really resonate with her because it's about finding like where your like soul like at, is yes. attracted to and i i think my body loves like um places with water so mm. portland yeah, maine water yeah. portland oregon i love sf like bay area i love um yeah. i love new york of course but like i'm, I'm always attracted to those places yeah. and they feel like future second homes like i'm always just like i'm people associate me with maine now and it's because i just i go there every year and i love it and i yeah. want to live there one day because it's like by the water right i love water <laughs> yo um, clearly we talked about water a lot. I what's, like. so you yeah. have to like listen to like what you like. Mm. I think, yeah, I think. totally. It's like what city vibe do you like? And maybe Massachusetts isn't her her vibe. But I also don't know anything about Massachusetts. I was just about it's to say diverse. I know very little about Massachusetts. It's I very see pretty it being state. very white. It yeah. is, I think, very yeah. white. But it, uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty place. But I, I I see what you're saying. It's almost kind of like like uh, you know like Martha's Vineyard has a, a really big african-american community yeah exactly right it's more diverse than people right think. exactly yeah. so yeah. i think there are those pockets there but you right. do have to do some of the work in order yeah. to find that there's not a way unfortunately for zillow to uh, um filter for that <laughs> for like diversity levels attraction. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not really that i think um i think that's a i think that's a tricky one um so our our thing to 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 our listener you know like uh listen listen to your heart yeah listen find to heart. you know and you know i always feel like if you are unhappy or don't feel like you belong, you can try something else. And if that doesn't work, you can always go back. Yeah. That sounds like that's a very like, mm. obviously there's a lot of like money and things involved with that. But I think like the only way, much like we talked about failure, the only way that you can really know anything is to try it. Yeah. So maybe it is time to just try something different. Um, yeah. Maybe it is Atlanta. Maybe it's somewhere else um, and just see how it feels Yeah. Um, yeah. and go from there. This is. Did you see oh, that I thing? That the three, three, three point five star rule. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. That's okay. That's good. That's good. Let's let, let's, uh, like let's just listen to it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest way to find authentic Chinese food, assuming you're living in the major metropolitan area, is to go on Yelp and look for restaurants with three and a half stars. Exactly three and a half, <laughs> not three, not four. Three and a half stars is the sweet spot for authentic Chinese food. P.F. Chang's two and a half stars. Bad. Obviously. Obviously bad. Din Tai Fung, four stars. Too many stars. Too many white people like it. The service is too good. The food's not as good as it could be. The dumplings here are better. I've been here. The waiters are not going to pay attention to you. They're going to be rude, but it's going to taste better. That's what I'm talking about. Three and a half stars. That orange 3.5, that's exactly <laughs> what you want. Why is this the case? Here's my theory. Cultural expectations for service are different in Asia. They're not proactive. They're not going to come up to you. They're not going to just proactively give you refills. You need to flag down the waiters. People on Yelp are insufferable. They're digging all these restaurants because the service is bad. However, the food balances it out, so you end up at three and a half stars. It's the sweet spot. Trust me. The easiest Boom. Okay. Okay. Um, a bunch of people sent me this because we used to have a segment on this podcast called Asian Yelpers. And <laughs> Yelp is very annoying. And there, is, there, I wish there was a way. that This is something I've, I've been trying to petition Yelp for for a long time, which is you should, as a Yelp person, like if you're a Yelper, you should be able to identify as a certain cuisine expert and your 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 uh, weight for that rating is heavier for those cuisines, but then weaker for other ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like mm, for sure. I'm a Vietnamese dude. You want me to talk about pho? I will tell you if it's good or not. Okay. Yeah. Not 
Brenda from, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mike Nguyen will tell you. And so my father restaurant thing should, should matter. Point of the story <laughs> is that 3.5 star. I think that's such a good, that's such a good thing. I, all my favorite uh, Korean spots and, and uh, Vietnamese sandwich spots, three and a half stars. That's always like what's going on. I can under, I understand this. I mean, I think yeah. it's less for yeah. Japanese. Yeah. I see Japanese that. culture is not no. like yeah. this, yeah. but I understand for like Chinese food specifically. I can, yeah. I can see this. Because I have gone to like the highly rated spots where there's like it's very crowded and yeah. you're like fighting against like you know having that experience and like it's good but I don't necessarily think it's better than mm. the three and point five star place. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I but I do. That. I understand this. Like people are coming at it with like their cultural lens when they yes. have an, a restaurant experience. Yeah. yeah, it's smart. I also think his point though is that it's um that rating system is regard in regard to the food only. Yeah, and yeah. His his main point was the differentiation between. You know the service at a a place that a white person would like rate a five versus like an, but I, I think that is um, I think it's valid because some of my favorite culinary place like the reasons for liking a place th- that are culinary those places are some sometimes weighted less but I would also argue that the experience is less like nice like mm, I, I, yeah. I kind of wouldn't like tell someone to take their parents there yeah um, I would tell them to go to the other place that has uh, just a different yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, it's it like depends. you have your own bias. It depends. Yeah. We, it depends. Are we talking about Asian parents who are wanting to have the high value? Yeah, true. That's that's an that's There's an interesting difference. like little like extra twist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes yeah. you take a your 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 Asian mom or dad to like a really nice restaurant. Oh, I don't and do they, that Yeah, no. <laughs> and they're <laughs> they like, oh my god, yeah. this was how much? And they'll yeah. complain. And they'll eat all yeah. the food because right. they're fucking greedy. Stuff. Yeah. But like they'll just be so yeah. mad about yeah. it the whole they time. Oh yeah. So I think that is definitely an issue. Yeah. That's for real. That's a thing. Yeah, that <laughs> you have is, to hit like a sweet spot that's with the, the parents. Sweet, the three and a half star, yeah. and then and then and then the dessert for them is you show them the receipt and you go, look how affordable this was, yeah, and they yeah. go, they they won't say it was good. They'll just be like acceptable. Yeah. I feel for Asia if yeah. Asian parents were to use Yelp more, the best they would ever give at any restaurant, favorite restaurant they go to, twice a week. Three stars, yeah. but that's, max. But that's for real. So I worked at I worked in Google Maps for the reviews oh, reviews team for a while. Yo. And for real in Japan, because our like we had like big hubs where we focus. Japan, their ratings are consistently incredibly low. Yeah, compared to like America. Yeah, because everyone is that mi- mi- mindset yes. where it's like three is good, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely nothing ever reaches a five. Five, right? So like everything's rated really low, and then America everyone's throwing fives everywhere well that's sort of like yeah. the thing that like that now because of that inflation everything you now everybody's like oh it has to have five stars right but really nothing has five stars right. you know what i'm saying oh, are we talking about michelin chef and it was only a dollar <laughs> and like they give you a massage like, yeah you know and so then like, they every- tell you that you're a really good person right and really talented yeah it's like whispering compliments right. compliments eat. the whole time <laughs> and and eric is there and he's doing asmr also <laughs> like, okay five stars but you know, like the the we're like obsessed with five star everything, yes. but that five star now means nothing, you right. know, because it's because if everything is five stars and what right. if it's kind of valued, it, it's, it's valued less. Man, that's such an Asian dad mentality. Dude. <laughs> it's like, no, not everything is five star, you should be three at most or whatever, and only if you like did amazing, you get but four. it literally is reflected in the data of oh. like of like review these review sites. That's fascinating, you know, 
and yet you still really want that five. Yeah, yeah you do want exactly. The five. You do want the five. Like AP grades were f- on out of five, five. scale basis, yeah. Yeah. and if you got anything less, you were like nothing. Yes, nobody yeah. got a four. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was very proud of my four in U.S. history. I think I got nice. one three. I don't even remember for oh, what three. it was, and I was like, oh God. Yeah. Like my life is falling apart <laughs> under my oh, feet. I, like, oh, I, I failed. This. Yeah, I failed. Yeah. But then it got me um, out of a class in college, which is like four grand for that whole course. So oh, it's like money. Yeah, that Yo. three. As long as you get a three, sometimes that's yeah. all you need. Sometimes all you yeah. need. All right. I wish threes. more people told me that. Like, be more average in high school, because oh, like, there's God. like a baseline where it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, after I a certain point, hard. when your GPA is like four point eight, you're like, come on. That's yeah. what I'm saying too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you look for this. Look for the student. <laughs> <laughs> who is getting three, three six so, yeah three, three six. five that's a kid who's like i'm i'm i can do the work yeah okay but i got other shit going on yeah, yeah. all right I'm, I'm exploring things i'm exploring maybe i'm smoking a little weedy weed yeah. okay yeah. maybe i'm i got i didn't a, do I, that till too late in life exactly yeah you know like that's i got great. good grades and look where i am now look at this this is this is the place i'm at this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> what was i doing this windowless this fucking win- I'm literally in a windowless room. box talking about fucking nothing that's yeah that's, and that's what a 4.4 no, will get you absolutely all the all the all the kids I knew in my high school who got like B minuses they're all doctors now yeah okay, because they had they had you know they're like they had to they they that was the mentality they were like I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna work even harder me I'm just like oh, I got an A oh I licked this Gross. you did lick it stupid <laughs> oh okay. my god oh it's true though I I like grew up you know, like always needing that perfect score because this is such a trope, but you would, the joke, my mom said it as a joke, but I'd come home with like a 99. She'd be like, where's that extra point? And like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like she knew she was like messing around and, you know, she's not a normal like Asian or whatever normal means, but like she, she yeah, didn't yeah, care yeah. that much about stuff like that. But, you know, now in life, I, I sometimes, like I'll always remember in college that one B plus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It destroyed me. Um, and, and it's so stupid that I cared so much, but it was just this teacher who didn't like me. Mm. And so much of college was just like, I don't know, yeah, whether they not, liked you or like not, that. or whether totally. they remembered you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I did teach college classes later, and I was like, that's all it is. Like, did I remember who that kid yeah, was? Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't remember. Yeah, any, yeah. And I have like fucking, sorry, like <laughs> 40 kids like in a semester. And it's like, how do I remember all of them? So um, I don't know, grading so... It's also it's arbitrary, but we still really want that perfect score. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So Very let's valid. normalize. Three point five on 3. Yelp 5. and yeah. grade point averages. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And if you're loving the content, give us five stars on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't rate us any lower. No, no, than but five. no, we need five don't stars do a on the four, podcast because that like ruins the ratio. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Give us throw us a one. You know what? Throw us a one every <laughs> one so often. No, Mike. Come on, you I know that, that I spiral when I see those <laughs> ones. One. I spiral. Oh yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Eric for coming on to yes. the show and yeah. just getting weird with us man it was so <laughs> Seriously. fun I ho- sorry I didn't do talk about food that much but I would have no that's no, perfect we love know? this okay, yeah you want Thanks. you want food stuff go and go to your New York Times yeah. subscription okay <laughs> you want to talk about uh, I don't know what we talked about today, but if you want that, <laughs> yeah, birthdays, ASMR, ASMR, grade point averages, great point averages. Uh, <laughs> this is the, the only place to get it. The yeah. moving bodies of water around. Okay, true Those, crime, true crime. Wow, we Yo, covered we a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, what's we didn't up? do this though. Oh yeah, that's no, okay. We'll do that. We'll do it okay. after. This. Um, <laughs> Eric, where can our friends friends find you and your 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 crazy career. Where can where, where, uh, where can they find? I'm on all the socials at Eric Chunho, J O O N H O. 
You can see me on Twitter getting like unhinged late hours, like tweeting things I regret, and then I delete them in the morning. So Fuck that's yeah. why you catch that. Fuck yeah. And on Instagram, I'm a little more polished, but that's where you get cute pictures of my dog. Oh. And then um, the New York Times for writing. Yeah. All right, there Amazing. you go. You can always find uh, the podcast at Asia uh, at Asia Not Asian Pod, and you can find me on Instagram at uh, Nice Pants Bro. And I'm at Jenny Arimoto. And uh, until next time, you know, go find your community. And, um, you know, that's it, I think. Yeah. Go hang. Go find a random old couple to take care of Boom. you. Boom. Yeah. Shouts. And be their son for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Get adopted. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. bye. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.